Welcome everyone to the Olavet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Pei Dalad, the first Daf of Perek Harel. We will begin on Pei Dalad Munalf at the Mishnah. Today's Daf is available. Anyone would like to scoot, please contact Mr. Rabbi Shlomo Haber for the scoot of, of doing today's Daf. There are some ladies who, by definition, they're mutar to their husbands, but if the husband dies, they are suit to the yavam. That's category one. There are some in category two, they mutar to their yavams when the husband dies, but they were asur to the husbands while the husband was alive. Category two. Category three is they mutar to both husband and the yavam. Category four, they asur to both husband and yavam. That's category four. Says the Gemara. This is category one where you have mutar to the husband asur to yavam. A kohen yochin If you have a regular kohen who marries a widow, so a regular kohen marries a widow, he's allowed to, no problem. Right? But his brother is the kohen gadol. Now, when he dies, the widow falls kohen gadol. He can't marry her. That's category one. Case two of category one. Chalal, you have a person's chalal who's born from a Kohen and a divorcee. Shinasak Shay married a regular girl, so the kids are going to be chalalim. And the wife becomes chalal once they have relations. Vieshu Ach Kosher, he has Ach who's a regular Kohen Kasher. So the brother can't marry the girl because she's a chalal, but the, but, but the original husband could. Next case. You have Yisrael Shinasak Bat Yisrael. If you have Yisrael who married a Bat Yisrael, carry go. Category one, case three. Regular still regular case. but his brothers are Mamzer. So his father had a regular wife, and he had a, he had a, he, he slept with a, another lady, a married lady who's and had a kid who was Mamzer. So they're both brothers. But when the guy dies, his brother can't marry his wife because he's a Mamzer. Another case. Mamzer if the Mamzer married Mamzer, which is what he's supposed to do, and his brother is Yisrael, so when he dies, he can't marry Because he can't marry Mamzer. That's case four of, of category one. All those cases, That's category one. These are mutar to the, to the brother-in-laws, but to the husbands. What a case like this, category two. married which he's not allowed to do. But he has a brother who's going to do it. And when he dies, she's a double almana, but she's allowed to marry the brother, so it's fine. Kasher, a regular person. He has a brother who's a halal. So the kasher is not allowed to marry the halal. Kohen Kasher can't marry the halal, but he did anyway. His brother's a halal, because the father was married to both a regular girl, and then he married also so the brother was born now when the kasher guy dies the brother can't marry her because he because the brother could marry her but the husband couldn't marry her another case he still married Mamzeret which he wasn't allowed to do but as the brother was a Mamzer who could marry her or Mamzer married by Yisrael so he couldn't marry her but the brother could all those cases, we told the the mutar to the brother-in-law, to the husband, that's category two. Category three, the following people are suited to both the brother and the, and the husband. 
There's a brothers also there's two, there's a few types of Kohen Gadol. You could have two brothers being Kohen Gadol at the same time. Either Kohen Mashiach or whatever it is. Or Kohen who goes to battle. Different types of Kohen Gadols. That's one case. Double Kohen Gadol. That's to both. Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol. Or you have Kohen Gadol. Regular Kohen who married Chalai. He was not doing it. His brother is also Kasher. Or he says married Mamzeret. And his brother is Yisrael. He can't marry. Neither one can marry the mamzeret. Or mamzeret should not stop until mamzeret who married a Jewish girl, a regular girl, and with her brother is also mamzeret. So that's category three. So the elu, the shalikos, you know, the rest of the all the women, muturot about them with them, mutat to everyone. But another case that's that's separated is shniot medivesofim. Let's say you have a case. Of Shiniyot, where he has someone with a suah with Rabbanan to either the brother or the brother in law. Shniyah lebalo, Shniyah liyavam. If she's a, a, a secondary issue to the husband and not to the brother in law, Shniyah lebalo, Mutad liyavam. Shniyah liyavam, Lo Shniyah lebalo. If she's Shniyah to the Yavam, not to the Baal, so Yavam Mutad to the Baal, then she's a suah to Yavam Mutad to the Baal. She's a secondary relative to both. She's a to both. In all those cases, she doesn't get a ketubah. And she can't get perot. She can't claim to go to Bedin and claim that she wants to get back her fruits from the field that her husband was using, even though she wasn't supposed to marry this husband. So therefore you have no right to come to Bedin and claim to get the fruit because the husband has to redeem you. Usually they give the husband the the right to the fruit because he has to redeem her. Here he doesn't have to redeem her because we didn't want you to get married, and she doesn't get she doesn't have the right to get even a refund on the fruit that he took. Lomas and Lord, she can't come and say, "Listen, I'm married. I, my husband's away. I'm going to go to Bedin and get him and uh, borrow money." Against my husband's business trip, so I can get money back. She can't do that, for, get, and the guy will get paid from him. That's for a regular wife. But this girl, you weren't supposed to be married. You don't have the right to, to claim your mizanot. You're married, but you can't claim mizanot against him because you're married in a way when Torah does not want you to be married to this guy. And she can't claim to get back when the bilaot that she brought into the marriage, the, the clothes that she brought into the marriage. But the kids kosher, since only secondaries. And you, you force the husband to divorce her. In all those cases, there is still a ketubah, they still owe the money for ketubah. Explain the Gemara. Why do we have to talk about a case? Where the Kohen actually married, where, where the person actually married, the Kohen Gadol married the girl. Kohen Hedyot Shinasat Amana married Amana. Even if the Kohen Hedyot would have just done Kiddushin, already when he dies, the brother would be Chayav's Ibum. So why do we have to go so far to talk about a case where they're fully married, stage two? They could have just been stage one. 
Interesting question. We're wondering why in category one, case one, the case is a Kohen Hediot who marries Amanana brothers going at all. Could have said a Kohen Hediot who does Kiddushin. Maybe you want to answer by saying, the reason why he mentions that you fully married, is an interesting thing. Maybe you'll answer me by saying that the reason why we mentioned that the case was a Kohen who married Almana is because, let's say it was a case of Kidesh. So then, when the brother-in-law, who's the Kohen Gadol, uh, has the girl fall to him for Yibum, he actually should marry her. Why? Because for a Kohen Gadol to marry a girl after Kiddushin, he's going against the Lotase of not marrying a widow. For a Kohen Gadol to marry a girl after only Kiddushin, when she's still a Betula, is makes him over both the lot ase of marrying an almana and the ase of marrying a, a Kohen Gadol must marry a girl who was never married before Betulah. So you go against two if she was fully married, one if she's partially married. Now, we're at, every, every time there's a Yibum situation, there's a mitzvah ase to do Yibum. So normally, a mitzvah taseh could push off a lot taseh. So if they, maybe we'll say that if they had been had the Mishnah in a case where the Kohen had done Kiddushin only, then I would say, let the aseh of doing Yibum push off the lot taseh of, of not marrying a widow, and he should marry the widow. And that's why we picked the case of a full widow who's widow from the Suman, because this way the aseh of Yibum cannot push it off. Maybe you'll tell me that's the reason why our Mishnah says that it's talking about a case of Nasa. No, can't be, says the Gemara. Right, we know it doesn't doesn't work. We had a dinasha before that it does not work. Like Rashi says, um, we learned it from the Altaim that that it does not work even in any case of Yibum. No, the real reason why I said because the reason is not because of any halachic reason, it's because of a linguistic reason. Since the Seifa, what you want to say in the end of the Mishnah, later we want to talk about Kohen Gadol who married Amana. And Dafka Nasad Shavi Khala, because the Kohen Gadol, when he marries Amana, he makes her Khala, and that's why the brother is not going to be allowed to marry her. Aval Kidesh, Shai, but in that case, if he only did Kiddushin, the brother would be allowed to marry her, because she's an Amana. And she's not a chalalaf if he only did kiddushin. And since we wanted to say that case in the sefer of Nisa, so we said also in the ratio of Nisa. 
right? What about the middle case? The middle case talks about Kiddush. So why did you have to fit the, the first case? With the safer case, you could have fit the first case with the middle case. So rather, let's get rid of that. That's not the reason. The reason why we did it is because of the one that's in its category one. We, we want to mesh all the category one cases to be talking about Nasa. We want to talk about the case that we have a halal who married a Kishira is also a category one where he's allowed to marry her, but the brother-in-law is not. So therefore we mentioned time that's why we mentioned Nasa in that case. Right? And therefore, once it said Nasa in that case, it said Nasa in the first case too, even though we didn't have to. Now we have a second question, which was Eddie's question yesterday. Why do you have to talk about a Kohen who married, a regular Kohen who married a widow? For the same price, since he's going to die and his brother-in-law is going to have to marry her, she'll be a widow anyway, even if he married a normal girl. Why does he have to marry a special girl? Could have married a bitula also. He on maybe you'll tell me. Kasavadi holds high Tana Maybe the reason why the Tana mentioned the case of an almana that a Kohen, the Kohen married almana, maybe the reason is because he holds that the second the Yavam who takes who, who marries his brother-in-law's wife is actually not doing a new Kedushin. He's actually taking over, he's assuming his brother's marriage. And therefore, had the case been a Kohen Hedyot marrying a regular girl, then the, the Kohen Gadol brother would be able to marry her even though her husband had died because since he's assuming the marriage of the previous brother, it's not like he's marrying a a, a, a widow himself because he's married, he's taking his brother's marriage, which was on a regular girl. Can't be. What about the next case? You have a halal shenasa We had a case in the same category of a halal who married a kishira, right? And she, he made her a halala. And we, and we said that the brother, the regular queen, can't marry her anymore. What do you mean? What? And we don't say over there, well, since when the first, when, when the halal married her, when the brother who was a halal married her, she was a kishira. We don't say that the original marriage, marriage is still there and that the, 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 the brother can, can marry the halal, the halal because he's marrying the kishira through, the, through his dead brother. We don't say that. And therefore we see you don't go like that. The reason why we mentioned it is because we wanted to say the safer case. Where we have Kohen Gadol who married Almana. So it's really not, again, we thought it was a halachic reason. It's a linguistic reason. Since we wanted to say the safer, where Kohen Gadol marries an Almana with a brother who's a Kohen Gadol or Kohen Adyot. So therefore we mentioned, But in that case, when the Kohen Gadol marries a Bitula, he doesn't make her a Chalala, and the brother would be able to marry her in a Kohen Gadol case. Therefore, we mentioned Amana in the first case, just so they should both be mirrored one in the other. 
Papa has a new question. If what you're saying is true, if what's saying is true, if what Rav what, what, what Dimi said when he came, in the name of Yochanan, if we accept in the following case, we, we, the Gemara is going to now try to claim that our Mishnah is missing the case. Even though we mentioned a whole bunch of cases, which could be category one and category two, it could have listed another case that fits into category one, two, three, and four also, which is the case of Mitzvah and why we're going to wonder why we didn't mention it. Now, that's, this question is hinged on us accepting the fact that when a Mitzri Sheni marries a Mitzri Rishon, Mitzri Shlishi is, is a mutar to marry any, any person. Mitzri Sheni is going to have a kid who is a Mitzri Shlishi. Now, but if a Mitzri Sheni, that's a Mitzri Sheni, marries a Mitzri Sheni. What happens if a Mitzri Sheni marries a Mitzri Rishon? So there's a machloket about that. But if we accept that the kid follows the most stringent opinion, that the kid's going to be a Mitzri, you have a question? Go ahead, sir. So, if a Mitzrit, if we accept that when a Mitzrit Rishon marries a Mitzrit Shani, Mitzrit Shani marries a Mitzrit Rishon, that it goes by the stricter one, then we have a, a case where a Mitzrit Shani marries a Mitzrit Rishon and a Mitzrit Shani. He has two girls. One's, one's the first, one's the, the son of a Mitzri convert, and one's the granddaughter. One's, one's, the, one's a, a, a original Mitzri convert, and one's the daughter of, of a Mitzri convert. He married two girls. One herself converted as a Mitzri, and one her mother did. Now, the one, the children of the one from the mother did is a Mutari person. And the children of the, the original convert is going to be Mitzri Shini and not allowed to marry. And if one... And that'll be the case where if one brother marries a girl and he dies, his brother won't be able to marry her. So if the brother who's the kosher one marries a girl, that kid, that's a good marriage. And the brother won't be able to marry her because he's Mitzvishini. Or, or the vice versa, or the double case. Why didn't we list this case? Let's read it inside. One who's the first generation of convert herself, and one who's the daughter of a convert. He has kids from both, boys from both ones. If they marry their regular girls, then they mutare to their husbands. So they marry a girl, a person like them, which means the Mitzri Shani marries Mitzri Shani, Mitzri Shani marries Mitzri Shani. Then they muta, each one's muta to the husbands and asur to the, and asur to the, to the brother-in-laws. The Ipuch, and if they switched, if each one married the wrong one, see, then the muta, and the muta to the Yivamaz and asur to the, ba- to the Baals. Because if the Mitzri Shani guy Marries a Mitzvah who he's not allowed to marry, and Mitzvah Shishi marries Mitzvah Shani, who wasn't allowed to marry, then the only Mutat to the brothers, not the husbands. And what's Mutat to both of them would be if they both marry Kyoritz and everyone can marry everyone because anyone can marry Kyoritz, it's not a problem. And as well, Alunit, because Alunit is never, you're never allowed to marry the Abams. And they're not allowed to marry them either. So ask them, why did the Mishnah mention that case? Mara says, Tan of a Shire. You're right. We should have mentioned that case, but there was. 
We left it out. If you left one out, you have to leave it more than one out. What's the second other case that could have been listed that's not listed? We left out a case of Psodaka. If one brother got injured in his private parts and he can't marry a Jewish girl and the other brother didn't get injured, that's the case that was left out. And to, to be together with one Sichini case. That's not a that's called leave out. Because we mentioned the case of Chayvelavin. And since you mentioned the case of Chayvelavin, this is included. Anyway, Chayvelavin, we mentioned a few different ones. In other words, therefore, we, you see that we didn't just mention one category of Chayvelavin to include Psuadaka. What do you mean? We mentioned a bunch of different Chayvelavin cases and we mentioned each one specifically. And therefore, you see, we mentioned a whole different cases. So why wouldn't we specify this one as well? I said, no. When we mentioned those cases, how would we mention those because we need them like Rehuda Marav. Gemara says back. We needed to teach you the rule of Rehuda Marav. Because Rehuda Marav says that there's a, it's not clear. We know that a Kohen is not allowed to marry a Chalala. You with me? Yeah. A Kohen cannot marry a girl born from a, a, a Kohen with a divorcee. <coughs> if there's a girl whose mother was a divorcee and father was a Kohen, then she's a Chalala and a Kohen can't marry her. But... What about in the flip case? Can the daughter of a Kohen marry a Chalal? Marry a boy who comes from a, a mother divorcee and a father Kohen? She's a Kohenet. She's a Kohenet. Can she marry a Chalal? Why would it make a difference? I wouldn't think so. You would think not. But Rabbi Huda said in the name of Rav that they can. That all the rules are only on the Kohens marrying a Chalala and not on the Kohenets. They can marry who they want. And that's what we're coming to teach you. Because... When we tell you a case of a halal marrying a good woman and we say that she's mutar to her husband, so you see that you're allowed to marry a halal. That's what we came to teach you. And therefore, we weren't telling, we're not, we're not mentioning all the law says, right? Yeah. And therefore, it's a different case. We have a case of a halal who married Kishira. And Israel who married a Batisel who has a brother who's a Mamzer. If they're all included, why do you mention those? Mar said, No. That's not a repeating part of the Mishnah. We want to teach you that Yibum works even when. The love is not for everybody. And we come to teach you that Yibum works even in a love that every that is Shavivakol. Okay? Why? Because the first cases of the Mishnah are a widow Kohen Gadol. Right? A widow to a Kohen Gadol is not Shavivakol. That's only only the Kohen Gadol is Asura on the girl, not other Kohanim. It's a narrow type of Isur, right? Whereas a Mamzer is a case where there's many types of Isur. Everyone's Asur to marry a Mamzer. So you need to teach me both types of cases. You have to teach me the case of 
a love that's a narrow love, Kohen Gadol only, and you teach me a case of a broad love, which is uh, Mamzer, which no one's allowed in Mamzer. Mar says, okay, yeah. We thought we spoke about Mazir also case. And therefore we know about it. So it must be that the Ptua case is a town of Shmamina. So we see that the Mishnah must have left out cases. And it comes out in the end that our Mishnah could have listed two more cases. The Mitzri Shini case and the Ptua Daka case. And therefore... Therefore, Emerson is not a exclusive list, right? Sometimes the Mishnah list exclusive lists, which means we're telling you all the cases that fit, and sometimes we tell you some of the cases. I prove if you leave out two cases, you can prove that we're telling we're talking about some of the cases. You know what I'm talking about? Again, let's say I'm making a list. I'll explain to you because I lost you also. Correct? Okay. Let's say I'm making a list, and I say. The following are the students who came to learn today. And I say, I have Rafi, I have David, I have Ovadia, and I have Rachamim. Okay? So that's a complete list. I listed everyone who came today. Now, if I just listed Rafi, Rachamim, and David, so if I left out Ovadia, I'd say, why did you leave out Ovadia? Right? But if I listed two of them, only Rafi and Rachamim, and I could say, oh, it's not, I didn't make a complete list. I made a partial list. Who would you leave out? I left out both David and Avadia. That's okay. But if I left out only one, then what are you making? Why would you leave them out? You understand? So here too. So there are two cases that were left out of the Mishnah's list of things that would be mutar to the husband and asur to Yavam. What are the two cases? One case is the case of the guy who got her injured. Where one brother's injured, the other brother's not. And the other case is where one brother is Mitzishani, and the other brother is Mitzishani. You weren't here for that case, but that's another case. And those are the two cases that were left out. Okay. Says the Gemara. Is that clear or no? Gufa. We mentioned something earlier. We said that the daughters of Kohanim are allowed to marry Chalals. Right? And it's not a problem. We say a Mishnah is a proof. Because it says, You have a Chalal who married Kishina. My love, Kohen, I must be talking about a Kohenet. And therefore, even though he marries a Kohen, it's Mutar. So you see, the Mishnah is agreeing with the Rehunah Marav. Rehunah Marav is the Amora. So if our Mishnah agrees with him, it's a good proof. So if our Mishnah says that a Kasher, if you have a Chalal marrying Kasher, that's called a, a permitted marriage. So you see that a, a, a kishira kohenet is allowed to marry halal, even though her, even though uh, her, her, even though if you have a halala, a kohen can't marry her, her brother can't marry halal, but she can marry halal. Why? Why is this case if there's no yibum? We just mentioned it beforehand. Because we mentioned the case before and it's part of the proofs. So we're going to discuss it now. It's called the Kufa. Also, okay. um, why must it be talking about a Kohen? Uh, oh, Moses, Lo, Yisraelit, you're right. That's the question back. Who said the Kishira has to be a Kohen? Maybe we're talking about Yisraelit. Umay Kishira, Kishira Lakal. Kishira means as opposed to Mamzer. Moses, oh yeah, Ihachi. 
יש לו אח כשר, נעמי כשר לקהל. If he has a brother who's kosher, when we said kosher, it means kasher lekal. And then you have to say what the word kosher means. Kosher could mean you're a kohen, or kosher could mean you're allowed to marry a Jew. Yeah. Not, not a mom's there. So if kishera by the girl means kosher to marry a Jewish girl. So then when we said he has a brother who's kosher, that also has to be just plain old kosher, not a, not a kohen. Right? That means he's pasul, but it can't be. Who said it's mutar to him? Elav Kohen must be Kohen. With who Kohen? He Kohen it. So it must be that she was a Kohen, and that's a proof that we're talking about Kashira means Kohen it. And then we can bring a proof to Behuda Marav, who says that a Kohen can marry Chalal. Why is back? No. Midi Iria? That's not a proof. Hakidita, Hakidita. When we spoke about her being kosher, it means kosher to marry any Jew. And we spoke about him being kosher, it means he's kosher for a Kohen. They don't have to be the same type of kosher. Okay. Mativ Rabin Bar Menachman. Rabin Bar Menachman asked the following question. It says in the Pasuk, Lo yikhu, lo yikhu. It says, Isha zona v'chalala lo yikahu. Okay? Kohen is not a woman who is a zona, or a chalala he can't marry. And, Isha grusham isha, and a woman who is divorced from a husband, lo yikahu. This is Pasuk talking about a Kohen. Okay? So there's three types of people that are sued to marry Kohen from the Torah. Number one is Zona. Number two is Chalala. Number three is Girusha. Okay? Now, but it mentions twice the word they don't take. It could have used once. Which means it could have said, Isha, Zona, Chalala, Ugrusham Isha, Loikahu. Why does it say Loikahu twice? Do you understand the question? No, you don't. One more time. Right? Melamed, we learn, right? Why does it mention Loikahu twice? Melamed, Shaisha Muzheret, Ayyadaish. We see from here that the woman is Asur because of the man. That means that just like a Kohen can't marry a Chalala, so too a Kohenet can't marry a Chalala. Kohenet can't marry a Chalal. And therefore, it's a proof against our rule. We said that a Kohenet can marry a Chalal. Here we see it's not so. It means that when, it doesn't mean that, it, you, that we're talking about the flip case. We're talking about the same case. And we're saying the same way he's not allowed to marry her, she's not allowed to marry him. Not, not in the flip case. Really, achalala, Really, a, a Kohenet can marry a Chalal. But we're coming to teach you that when a Kohen marries a Chalala, he can't marry her, and the Chalala is a sort to marry him too. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the flip case. When we said that, that, that it works, that she's Muzar for him, it doesn't, we're not talking about the flip case. So, when the same case, just like he can't marry her, she can marry him. He gets Avra to marry her, and so does she. Don't think that he's the only one who gets the Avera, and she's, even though she's getting married, she gets no Avera. No, the Chalala also gets the Avera. That's what comes to you. She was a Chalala originally? She was a Chalala. She's born, born from, a chala, from, from a Kohen and a divorcee, okay. right? So now, Kohen's not going to marry her, okay. right? So when the, when, when the thing says, well, the woman also is, can't marry him. It's not talking about 
the, the case of her brother marrying him. No. So when the same marriage, he can't marry her, and reciprocally, he, she can't marry him. Yeah. Okay, good. Is that what we learn from? No, we learn from Yudah Barav. Why? That's what we learn from Yudah Barav. I thought we said that a man and a woman are a mutar to call Torah. Anytime it says, a man can't do this. A man can't wear shotness. It means woman also. And that's the Rehuda Rav's rule. Every time it says, each in the Torah, it includes women, includes women also. And therefore, I don't need this whole thing to the two lawyer kachos teach me that. I learned from Yudah Rav. I says, no. Imai, you got that? If you try to learn from Yudah Rav's rule, that they only have to do something that's asur for all men. Like things like Kohanim law, which means Yudah Rav's rule is only for cases where all men are chayav, so women are also included in that. So all men are not allowed of mamzerets, so also the, the mamzeret can't marry the men. But when something's only on a particular man, like Kohen restrictions, Kohen can't marry a widow, can't marry a divorcee, you would have thunk that, oh, since it's only on certain men, women are not included. And that's why I need double lawyer kachot that you know. Even when it's only certain men, still women are included in the issue. You didn't get that. Again. Even when it's only certain men, women are still included. If we just learned from Yehudah Marav's rule that all women and men are the same, that's only true on mitzvot that are in all types of men. For example, you can't marry a mamzeret, right? That's on all men. All Jewish men can't marry mamzerets. If so, so we'll tell you, Amir Rav's rule tells you that just like a regular Israel can't marry mamzeret, so to the mamzeret gets the Avrilah for marrying the, marrying the regular Israel. Because that's, again, that's like Amir Rav's rule. It's, everything's reciprocal, men and women. Good. But... That would only be true for Mamzer, where everyone's not allowed to marry Mamzer. What if there's a rule that's special on one particular man? For example, a Kohen. That's a special. Kohen not marrying a divorcee is a special rule for only Kohanim. I would have thunk, without the double mentioning Lo Yikachu, I would have thunk, hey, that's a rule that's only for certain men, and that's where it doesn't apply to women. Even though it would not have a rule. But that's only for things that are for everybody, not for things that are certain men. Certain men are only them. That's why I teach you Lohikachu twice. No, even the one that is certain men are still on, all, on women also. And when the divorcee marries the Kohen, she's also getting a sin. Okay, hold on, hold on. So now, now, can we use this as a proof that. What? What? <laughs> what about the laws of Kohen getting Tameh? A fight, right? That's not a law that all. That's not for all people, it's only for Kohanims, right? Right, and the reason why women are allowed to go to a cemetery, women Kohanim are allowed to go to a cemetery, because the pasuk says, Aaron, the sons of Aaron can't can get tamei fight, but the benot Aaron are allowed to get tamei fight. But if it didn't say that, we would have said that women are included, even though it's not for everybody. You told me last time, only loves that are for everybody, unless we have a reason why. No, here, even though it was a love that was not for everyone, we would have included women without the special B'nai Aron thing. Uh-huh. Right? 
would have thought women are included. What's the reason? Isn't it because the reason Rehudim Arav, who says that women are chayav and everything? Because we, no, the Lord says, no, the reason why we would have included the woman in that one without the Yisrael is because of Loi Kachu twice. The Loi Kachu twice is the reason. The reason why we would have included the ladies. Again, ladies would have been asur to go to the cemetery, cemetery if not from B'nai Aron, B'not Aron. Okay. Why would they be included? Not because of Yudim Arav? No, because of Loi Kachu twice. Because of our Dinasha, Loi Kachu, right, Isha. Uh, and that's how we learn that women are included in these things and they would have included this with that perfect okay we're going to stop over here Amen Amen